0: Welcome to this edition of PowerPoint with Jack Graham. A little later in the program, we'll tell you how you can get a copy of Dr. Graham's book, The Hope of Easter. But first, here's the message, Psalm 23.
1: Hello, everyone, and this is a very special edition of PowerPoint. Typically, of course, we're in our pulpit at our wonderful worship center in Plano, Texas, but we thought we would take a few weeks. To just study the great 23rd Psalm, which of course is the classic Psalm of the Bible. Most of us know the 23rd Psalm very well. We learned it as children. It's been quoted on battlefields, it has uh, been shared at funerals, uh, talked about at weddings, and of course at the end of life. Uh, many people rely on the 23rd Psalm, and especially when we walk through the valley of the shadow. Of death, But what a great psalm this is. Uh, six verses and uh, we're going to take them one by one over the next several weeks and it's been described as six strings on a harp. Of course the psalms are songs. They're the songs of the people. They're songs that God has delivered to us uh, and particularly through the pen and the penmanship and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit through David. David who was himself a shepherd grew up in the shepherd fields outside of Bethlehem. He ultimately as a shepherd became a singer. I've often thought as to how David composed so many of these songs, psalms that are written in God's Word. Uh, No doubt as a young boy, as a shepherd boy, he looked out into starlit nights on Bethlehem's hillsides and he contemplated the greatness of God. He would say things like, Oh God, what is man? What am I? Who am I? You are mindful of us. And of course, on and on, he expressed his emotions and his fears, his anxieties, as well as his hopes and his aspirations. And it's all worship. No wonder David is called a man after God's own heart. He wasn't a perfect man by any means, and he sinned and sinned greatly, but he was also forgiven in a great way by the grace of God. But ultimately uh, David the, the shepherd, the singer became the sovereign, the shepherd king of Israel. He was also a soldier uh, fighting the great g- giant Goliath and of course leading armies uh, throughout battlefields in the Middle East. So David, what, what a man was this man. So when, when you consider uh, his own heart for God, when you consider how he contemplated who God is and He often did this in Scripture. But ultimately he reflects on God as the shepherd. And that's why Psalm 23 verse 1 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Uh, David, I believe, was looking back as an older veteran now believer as he had followed the Lord, the heavenly shepherd, all of his life. And he's looking back. There, there's just no question in my mind that this was not written early in David's career. It was not even at midlife. But looking back, an experienced, a mature man now, a great man, uh, he's thinking about who is God and what is God like. And of all the experiences of life and the many trails that I have trekked with him, who is he? the Lord is my shepherd. And he said I shall not want. Now this psalm, Psalm 23 certainly is a masterpiece. It is a classic, a classic song. Now I like classic songs. In fact if you were to go to my playlist on uh, my uh, handheld Apple device or uh, even look at my CD collection you would see a lot of the classic music. I like to listen to Way old classic music, but I really like the classics of, of the 60s when I was a teenager. And uh, we had some great, great classic rock and roll that we all enjoyed in, those er- in that era. Um, we had some silly songs as well. Uh, I'm thinking now about one that, well, I can't get it out of my head. It's one of those bubblegum songs. I can actually sing the tune, but I'm not going to. Let's see if I can quote it. Does your chewing gum lose its flavor on the bedpost overnight? When your mama says not to chew it, do you swallow it in spite? Can you catch it on your tonsils and heave it left and right? Does your chewing gum lose its flavor on the bedpost overnight? Now how on earth I remember that song, I I cannot tell you. But you know, songs have a way, even silly songs, of getting in our heads, getting in our minds. We remember songs, the emotions of of when we heard the song, when we sang the song, maybe a love song, uh, and so on classics, uh, kind of the soundtrack of our lives. Well this isn't a silly song but it is interestingly enough it's a scriptural song but it is a simple song. As a matter of fact it, it is so simple that uh, most of the words are one-syllable words. Nine out of ten of the words in the 23rd Psalms are one-syllable words. And, uh In typical translations it's about 119 words. And again, 92 of the 119 words are one-syllable words. Amazing, isn't it? When God wanted to communicate this beautiful testimony of His care for us, He made it simple, He made it sweet, He made it short. Again, a harp with six strings. Uh, We need peace Uh, protection, security, stability. We've just come out of a rough and tumble political campaign and election. Uh, The division of course we've been going through this pandemic through these years. People are uh, concerned about their future and the chaos that's going on all around us. And if there was ever a time we needed some simplicity and some serenity it is Right now, so what? What an important time to study Psalm 23. Of course, we we turn to Psalm 23 when life uh, is difficult, when life is hard, and we all know that life can be hard, uh, and we need God's comfort and we need faith to endure and persevere, especially in difficult times. We live in these chaotic times when it seems that everything is changing. But I'll tell you what hasn't changed. I'll tell you who hasn't changed. And that is the one who is our shepherd. And our shepherd, according to Jesus Himself, is the Lord our shepherd, Jesus our Savior. Jesus our Savior is Jesus our shepherd. And that is good news. The shepherd has not changed. This psalm was written 3,000 years ago, but it is as fresh as this morning. And our shepherd, our Savior, according to Hebrews 13, verse 8, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what the Savior shepherd did for David, the king, he will do for you and me. The Lord is my shepherd. Uh, He is again looking back and remembering the faithfulness of God and the blessing of God. It's all about abundance, how God abundantly provides for us. Especially to know that we can simply trust in a very simple way, a simple faith simply trusting the old song goes, Simply trusting every day. Uh, it's, I was thinking it's sort of like floating in a pool. Uh, if, you, if you want to float in a pool, remember when you may have learned how to float in a pool? The, the, the way you float in a pool is just to relax and let, and let the weight of the water carry you. If you fight, if you resist, if you say, well the way to float in a pool is to try really, really hard. That's no way to float. The way to float in a pool is to simply relax your body and let the water carry you and you rest there. And to me that's a lot like trusting God. It's not just trying. So many people think the Christian life is trying harder and harder and harder and resisting uh, and working harder. No. It's letting the weight of Christ hold you up. It's letting the Good Shepherd carry you through. Trusting is like floating, it is just giving up and giving in. I'm talking about surrendering and yielding our lives to the Lord who is our good and great shepherd. Uh, Many say the Lord is my Savior. I hope you can say that. I hope there's been a time and a place in your life when you've opened your heart to say, Jesus, be my Savior and be my Lord. Uh, But this psalm is not so much about Jesus the Savior, but about Jesus the Shepherd, and how the Savior Jesus carries all of us along and leads us and guides us and guards us and protects us and provides for us all the things that we're going to discover uh, in this little study, this meditation of Psalm 23. And one thing I would encourage you to do, and that is to meditate on these words and also to memorize them. Perhaps you'd want to put them on your iPhone or your uh, handheld device and and, uh, just put the words there and look at them, or maybe write them on cards, write them somewhere where you can see them. If you haven't memorized these words or if maybe you've let them slide and you're not remembering them all these days, I want to encourage you to meditate upon God's word and we do that by memorizing it and then turning it over and over and personalizing the scripture and making it our own the lord is my shepherd and that that reminds me to tell you that this is so very very personal the lord is my shepherd not a shepherd not the shepherd but my shepherd And you cannot say, the Lord is my shepherd until you first say, the Lord is my Savior. Then when Jesus is your Savior, He begins shepherding you through life.
2: You're listening to PowerPoint with Jack Graham and the message, Psalm 23. The resurrection of Christ tells us that as we trust in Him, He gives us a future and the hope of eternal life. We want to strengthen you in that hope this season with Pastor Jack Graham's book, The Hope of Easter. It's our thanks for your gift to take the gospel to more people across our hurting world through PowerPoint. For a limited time, your gift will be doubled by a $150,000 matching grant. So call now to request your copy of The Hope of Easter when you have your gift doubled by the match. Call 1-800-795-4627. That's 1-800-795-4627. You can also text the word HOPE to 59789.
0: And don't forget to visit JackGraham.org, where you can shop our e-store, give a gift online, or sign up for Dr. Graham's free daily email devotional. Our website again is JackGraham.org. Now let's get back to today's message, Psalm 23.
1: Now when you look at uh, the very first verse, it says, the Lord is my shepherd and you may note in your translation of the bible that all the words in all the letters in lord are capitalized and that is because and this is true in most uh, uh, authorized versions of scripture that the word lord is capitalized because this is referencing the personal and covenant name of god the the sacred name of god the eternal name of god it was the name Of God that was revealed to Moses at the burning bush. Uh, When Moses uh, was there in the very presence of God, and what did God say? When Moses asked, When I go before Pharaoh, who shall I say sent me? And God said to him, Tell him, I am sent you. And there it is, the I am. That's the covenant name of God. That's the word which means eternal God, eternal Lord. And, and Savior. That name was so sacred that Orthodox Jewish people would not even say it out loud except in particular times of the year. If they wrote it in transcribing uh, the Scripture, if they wrote, wrote the name Yahweh or you may know it as Jehovah I Am, they would then throw away uh, the writing instrument because they had written the sacred name of God. It is precious, it is, it is pure, and it is powerful. I Am. It speaks of the eternal presence of God. So when it says the the Lord is my shepherd, the Lord is the eternal one, the ever-present one, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And therefore this Lord, the God of Heaven, He is the one who provides for our every need and shepherds us uh, through life's wilderness and through life's mountain peaks as well. The Lord is my shepherd. And so therefore we can know that when He is our shepherd, He is with us forever as we trust in Him. This is very, very personal as I was saying. And you need to be able to say, I know that I know that the Lord is my shepherd. Now here's an interesting thing about Psalm 23. Uh, It's actually a part of a trilogy, three psalms, back to back to back, 22, 23, 24. And each one of these three Psalms connected in the Psalter, the Psalms, uh, have to do with the work of the Lord, the work of Jesus Christ. Uh, When you read Psalm 22, it is as though the writer is standing at the foot of the cross because he's speaking. It even begins, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And of course these are words that Jesus spoke from the cross. And when you read Psalm 22 it's clearly uh, a a portrait of the cross and a prophecy of the Savior's, the shepherd's cross and His suffering on the cross for us. When you flip over uh, to Psalm 24 that's all about uh, the shepherd's crown, the Savior's crown, because it's speaking of the Lord's return and the Lord's reign and uh, how Jesus is sovereign, how Jesus suffers in Psalm 22, and how Jesus sovereignly reigns in Psalm 24. But right in the middle between the past, what Jesus did for us on the cross, and the future, what will happen when Jesus returns again and His throne is established? Your throne forever and ever? In the middle of that is life isn't it? In the middle of this is, is the wilderness in which we walk like sheep. We need a shepherd. And so this is the Lord, someone described it as the Lord's cross, the Lord's crook His shepherd's crook and the Lord's crown. Uh, so that's a very powerful truth. When David says of uh, the shepherd the Lord. That's talking about Jesus. Because Jesus is the Lord. He claimed this uh, in John chapter 10. He said, I am the good shepherd who gives his life for the sheep. So when you're talking about God, when you're talking about the Lord, you're talking about Jesus right here and right now. You know there's a lot of God talk sometimes. We hear it uh, from people on the street. Sometimes we hear it from politicians. There's a lot of talk, even God talk, and there has been debate about who said God enough in certain conventions, political conventions, and so on. And I'm always grateful for the name of God to be honored and and to be spoken publicly. I, I really am. I'm so glad that in the motto of this country Uh, it says in God we trust. And in our Pledge of Allegiance it it tells us that we are one nation under God, under God. Because if we become one nation without God uh, we will no longer be a great nation. We need to be a nation under God. So the name of God, I like the name of God of course. But really sometimes I'm not all that impressed when people bounce around the name of God in a flippant way or even a political way and they never mention the name of Jesus. I tell you what impresses me is when someone talks about Jesus because they are identifying their own personal faith in Jesus Christ, their relationship with God through Jesus Christ. So if you're talking about God, if you're talking about the Lord right here, the shepherd, you're talking about Jesus. David, the sweet singer of Israel, is praising God. Our loving and living Lord, who supplies all of our needs, as Philippians 4:19 says, "According to His riches and glory in Jesus Christ." I, I really am glad that he said that God supplies our needs according to His riches and glory in Jesus Christ, not out of, but according to." You say, well, what's the difference? Well, it's a big difference. Uh, if uh, you ask me for some money, a loan, and I said to you, uh, "Okay, uh, I'll give you a loan." And I reach into my pocket, and I find a dollar bill, and I hand you a dollar bill and say, "Okay, be be blessed." Uh, that would be giving uh, out of my riches because I've got more money than that—not a lot of money, but I got more money than a dollar. But if I was really going to give you according to my riches, maybe I'd give you my debit card or the credit card. And say, we used to say a blank check. We don't write many checks these days, do we? But I could just give you my debit card and and say simply, you know, here it is. Whatever you want is yours. Now, that would be generous uh, giving. That would be over the top giving. That would be giving according to my riches, not just out of my riches. God didn't just tip us a little bit when He promised to meet our needs. He said, All that I am is yours and all that I have belongs to you. The Lord belongs to us, and we belong to Him. We are the sheep of His pasture, and He promises to meet our every need. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The God who created us and made us is our shepherd and leads us in all the days of our lives from the womb to the tomb. The God who made you, who created you, who formed you in your mother's womb. Life is sacred and life begins in the womb and the God who made you there will be with you all the days of your life from the womb all the way to the tomb when you follow Jesus the shepherd. The God who made you loves you. The God who came to this world The Savior who so loved the world that He gave His own life on the cross for us. No greater love than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friends. The same Savior shepherd who rose again on the third day and one day will return as King of kings and Lord of lords. That is the shepherd we're talking about. How do you know if you're following the Shepherd? Well you may want to take your Bibles and just turn with me to John ten twenty seven, John 10 and verse 27. And here Jesus is referencing Himself as the shepherd. And here's what He says about the security and yes the serenity and the peace and the promise that comes from following Him. And again, I am the Good Shepherd in chapter 10 of John and verse 27. He says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. How do you know if you're a Christian? How do you know if you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ? Jesus tells us right here. My sheep hear my voice. In other words, the Spirit of God through God's Word, the Scriptures, speaks to us and we listen. If you are one of God's sheep, you listen to your shepherd and he is speaking and he is talking to you. And he says, I know them. A lot of people may say, Oh, I know Jesus, I know God, but they really know about God. They don't really know Jesus because Jesus says, I know my sheep. I can tell you. I could try to impress you with celebrities I know, uh, you know, famous people I know. I know such and such, but well, I don't really know them. The the question is, do, does that person know me? I can say, well, you know, I I know George Washington. Well, I don't really know George Washington. I know about George Washington, and George Washington certainly didn't know me. Uh, but I say that to say, Jesus said, if you're a Christian. I know you. I know your name because you listen to me. And here's the key word. And he said, they follow me. Believers follow Jesus. Follow the good shepherd, the great shepherd, the gracious shepherd. So that's what a Christian is. So in case I'm not being absolutely clear, if you are a believer you will be a follower of Jesus. What did Jesus say? If you love me, keep my commandments. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey.
2: You're listening to PowerPoint with Jack Graham and his message, Psalm 23. This Easter time, we invite you to journey with Pastor Graham through the last week of Jesus' life on earth through his book titled, The Hope of Easter. Deepen your hope in Christ and reignite your desire to share Him with others as you meditate on the incredible events of Jesus' Passion Week. The hope of Easter comes as a thanks for your gift to help more people experience the hope of Jesus Christ as together we proclaim His gospel all around the world. And for a limited time, your gift will be doubled by a $150,000 matching grant, so it's worth twice as much. So request your copy of The Hope of Easter when you call and have your gift matched today. Call 1-800-795-4627. That's 1-800-795-4627. You can also text the word HOPE to 59789.
0: And don't forget to visit JackGraham.org where you can shop our e-store, give a gift online, or sign up for Dr. Graham's free daily email devotional. Our website again is jackgraham.org. Pastor, what is your PowerPoint for today?
1: What does Jesus say? He says, those who know me, follow me, they listen to me. 1 John 5.13 puts it this way. uh, These things are written, what God has said, that you may know that you have eternal life. Not think so, hope so, maybe so. Guess so, but know so. These things are written, God's Word. And God speaks. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, Romans 8, these are the children of God. So what I'm saying is, according to Jesus, a believer, a Christian, is someone who hears God's voice. God knows you, and you know Him. And you follow Him all the days of your life. It's not point A to point Z, even keel. There are many ups and downs and treks and side angles that we walk through this world. But we're following Jesus. Our eyes are on Jesus. We're trusting in our Shepherd Savior.
0: And that is today's PowerPoint. Remember, when you give a gift to PowerPoint, we'll send you Dr. Graham's book, The Hope of Easter, as our thanks. Call 1-800-795-4627. That's 1-800-795-4627. You can also text the word HOPE to 59789. And join us again next time as Dr. Graham brings a message about how to find lasting peace in a world gone mad. That's next time on PowerPoint with Jack Graham.
2: PowerPoint with Jack Graham is sponsored by PowerPoint Ministries.